0: Welcome to Living a Sensory Life, a podcast that I've started talking all things sensory. So my name's Becky, I'm the founder of Sensory Spectacle and I've run this podcast to teach you all about sensory processing disorder. We're gonna be interviewing people, we're going to be sharing strategies, I'm gonna be giving you research and I'm also going to be explaining things to you so that you can help to understand the child or adult you care for or support just that little bit better.
1: Self-regulation. So last month I spoke about co-regulation and why co-regulation is so important for us to understand as a caregiver for a child or adult with sensory processing differences. I mentioned about how self-regulation is really important and it's one of the topics that I regularly talk about when explaining sensory processing differences. We need to understand someone's sensory characteristics, so the things that they are doing in response to their sensory environment, in order for us to be able to support them effectively, to understand their sensory needs. So I thought it was only fair to have a podcast about self-regulation as well. So self-regulation is our brain's ability to calm down or to become more alert depending on the environment, the task at hand or the social situation. Self-regulation is a process that happens so quickly for most of us that we don't even think that it's happening. So, you know, if it's cold, I might put on an extra jumper. If something's really bright, then I might squint my eyes or close my eyes to reduce that light. The children and adults we're supporting with sensory processing differences may require a bit of extra support in order to recognise how to respond to some of this sensory stimulation. So when our bodies are trying to achieve this internal balance, so I mentioned about homeostasis on the co-regulation podcast, the behaviours or the things that we are doing are urged to be done as a form of self-regulation. So when I see a child with sensory processing difficulties, fidgeting with something or chewing on something or pushing against something, to me, that gives me a lot of information about what their body is requiring at that moment in time in order to focus, in order to concentrate, in order to attend. So self-regulation is our ability to control the way that we feel or act in response to an environment and for us to function at our optimum. Successful self-regulation then helps us to be able to stay focused on a task. So we might find ourselves less likely to get distracted we're more likely to be able to control, recognize and manage our emotions and respond to sensations comfortably. So I talk a lot about self-regulation in my workshops, like I mentioned. And these characteristics are the things that someone is doing in response to their sensory environment in order to feel okay. So to us we might be thinking oh why are they doing that or why are they doing that and not doing what I've asked them to do and that can be because before they are able to focus on an activity or a task or an instruction that's given to them their body requires something in order to be able to do that so A lot of the time we'll hear characteristics that relate to our body awareness, our proprioceptive sense. So we might see clapping or pushing or pulling or squeezing or pushing against things. And all of these sensory characteristics are things that that person is doing in order to self-regulate... And so if they're self-regulating, it means they're getting information about where their body is and what it's doing. So they're pushing against something, they can feel their joints and their muscles really working. And that's telling them where that part of their body is, so their arms might be pushing against the wall. And that might be helping them to get ready before they are then doing fine motor activity so it might be an activity involving their hands and their arms so writing or typing it could be before they're about to do cooking but there'll be a purpose behind it and it's really important for us to understand that self-regulation is a natural response from our bodies in order for us to feel okay to feel regulated it's a very, very clever thing, but something that we also have to learn. So, my ability to self regulate is tied very closely with my interoceptive sensory system. <clears throat> my interoceptive sensory system gives me information about how I'm feeling. So, if I'm excited or angry, or maybe if I'm tired or thirsty. This interoceptive system sends messages from inside of my body. And if I have difficulties in recognizing how my body is feeling, I'll probably have difficulties self-regulating because I might misunderstand sensory messages. And so if you're supporting someone who finds it difficult to recognize their emotions or recognize some of these body functions so They might find it difficult to know when they're full, or when they need the toilet, or they might have frequent toilet accidents. If so, then I would like to suggest for you to try and learn as much as you can about this interoceptive sensory system. We've got a book all about it. We've got a podcast all about it. We've got videos all about it on our YouTube channel and we've also got an online training course. It's so so important that we understand as much as we can about this sensory system and how we can support it in order to help our students best.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Sensory Spectacle. You can find out more about our immersive training and workshops on our website, SensorySpectacle.co.uk. We educate about and create awareness of sensory processing disorder internationally. We travel the world, helping parents and professionals to understand specific characteristics relating to sensory processing needs. On our website, you'll find books, sensory support items, classroom resources, as well as information about our trainings. If you have any questions, please do get in touch. We love to hear from you, but otherwise, thanks for listening.